And we're back for another episode, Still Friends. Just like to remind our viewers that we don't have viewers, we have listeners. <laughs> we are friends. We get heated. We are best friends. So there's very little we can say to each other where it's not immediately... It's not even resolved. Like, it, it's just sort of a non-thing. We know how far we can push each other, I guess? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so things sound harsh. They either were, and we've apologized in a uh, cut sequence, or it wasn't far enough. Yeah. We're not going to tell you which the ending of last episode was. Just know that within 10 seconds, we were totally fine. Tonight, on an all-new, exhilarating episode of Fan vs. New, we sit down and we watch, just like heaven, another entry on my love. Of the supernatural type of romance? I feel like there's a word for it. Yeah, I'm not sure what it is, though. I think it's like spooky cute. Maybe. Maybe you make something up. Probably probable? (laughs) How about completely unrealistic romance where everything somehow manages to work out because it's a romance? Like, look how they worked out the story in the lake house. Time traveling mailbox. Yeah, yeah. And those two somehow ended up together. So, really... I mean, Sandra Bullock and Keanu Reeves. Hey, they were in Speed together. They were. Yeah, no, I gotta rewatch that movie now that I think about that. Speed is only not included because you like it. <laughs> yeah, I didn't realize the lake house was the same actors. I think that just adds another level to that connection. Yeah. They don't have the same chemistry in the lake house that they did in Speed. That's a little disappointing. Moving on. The movie we're watching today. Again. Is <laughs> Just Like Heaven. Released in 2005. Yes. Stars. The stars. Wait. Do we start with the stars or we no, start with we the director? No, we don't. We do. Yeah. This movie was written. Oh. Man, what's up with uh, the flow today? Blah, blah. Just Like Heaven. 2005, was directed by Mark Waters, written by Peter Tolan and Leslie Dixon, with writing credits given to Mark Levi, who wrote the novel. Oh, I did not know this was based on a novel. Until I wrote this template, neither did I. However, do any names there look familiar to you? Well, I mean, Reese Witherspoon is in this movie, and I'm kind of psyched for that. No. Leslie Dixon. Leslie Dixon. Does Is that supposed to ring a bell? Yeah, it really should. She was the first female writer that we had on our show. Was that 10? No, that was Shakespeare. Four Christmases. Nope, that was during the writer's strike. I have a very bad memory. Overboard. Overboard. She has written a lot of my favorite movies. Overboard she wrote... was like... 15, 20 years ago. Yeah, she's she's written a lot of my favorite movies. She wrote Overboard. She wrote the second Overboard. The remake? Or like, okay. She wrote this movie. She wrote Hairspray. She wrote Freaky Friday. Wow. She... That's a lot of uh, writing credits yeah. to her name. She wrote Look Who's Talking Now. Yeah, she... Look Who's Talking Now. That was the third one? Or the, yeah, that was the one with the, the dogs? animals. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. I did look back to see if she had written Look Who's Talking, because 
I tortured my family. Do we remember how we've how I've mentioned that I don't have a substantial amount of memories from growing up? One that I do remember was when I was six years old. The VHS of Look Who's Talking played on my television in my basement, the kids' TV, from when I woke up until I went to bed. If my brothers dared turn it off or change the channel, I threw an epic fit. When I say epic fit, I want you to think of the worst toddler you have ever seen in the cookie aisle at the grocery store being dragged by their mother holding on to the cart. And I was about three times worse than that. That is terrifying. Yes. I was a very, for a few years, until I was about seven, I was ridiculously spoiled, disgustingly spoiled, and I did a lot of crap stuff knowing how spoiled I was. At least you've grown now. Yeah, I have. I went from all the drama, all the freakouts, all the look at me, look at me, pay attention to me, pay attention to me, to just that quiet behind the scenes person who pushes the people that she loves to do better for themselves. Personally, I feel those people are better than the look at me's, but (laughs) personal opinion. Well, every seven years, it's a new you. I just spent seven years being a really, (laughs) really annoying kid. That's what they do say, right? Every seven years, everything in your body regenerates? Mm -hmm. Well, and it's the same in, like, the financial world. That is true. If you have a foreclosure seven years later, it gets wiped from your credits. Not just that. I do not promote what we are about to talk about. Is Neil going to cut this? You can literally run away from any bill. Yeah, everyone knows that. Seven years later, it's completely wiped away. It never existed. However, if at any point you respond, pick up. Acknowledge. Acknowledge it in any way, your seven years starts over. Yeah, no, I'm pretty sure every millennial knows that. Oh, except, you know, student loans. Because those don't even get wiped away. No, they even don't. Even with you... a bankruptcy. Exactly. Yeah. Anyways, on that depressing topic... Let's move on to this movie. Yeah. How sad is it that millennials had to discover that you can just run away from your debt? I mean, to be fair, the boomers took all of our retirement, so we need something. This movie stars Reese Witherspoon. Who, if you don't know by now, I don't know where you've been, but if she came right now and told Alberto that she would marry him tomorrow, he would do it no matter what. Okay, alright, okay, well, like, you know, no, but... I mean, I have somebody I would marry no matter what if they came tomorrow. i just say, she's, she's a very lovely person and getting all frazzled. <laughs> it's okay to have a celebrity crush, and the best part is, is we're nobodies, so nobody is gonna run around and be like, did you know Alberto likes Reese Witherspoon? Yeah, but you know what, like... I can't remember what Like, we're show. not even TikTok famous yeah. where you can say, oh, I have a crush on this person and it's possible for them to find out. Realistically, yeah. the chances of Reese Witherspoon listening to our podcast are about the same 
as a woman director getting a job. 1% of 1%. I feel like that's in bad taste to that joke. Just saying. If anybody would appreciate it, Reese would. I wrote that joke, Reese. <laughs> Anyways. Yes, yeah, so Reese Witherspoon is in this movie. And um, Mark Ruffalo. And the lovely, amazing, ethereal Donald Logue. Who that? Um, he's in a lot of, he was in Blade. Um. Just the best friend actor? The chubby guy? I don't think Donald Logue is this, uh, is this Napoleon Dynamite? No, 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 that's Bill Hader. Or John Hader. Um, Donald, you've never seen Grounded for Life, have you? No. Then all I can do is show you a picture. It's, It's the best friend, right? Best friend of what? In this movie, he's got a best friend who tries to uh, fix everything? No? Maybe. I know I love this movie. I don't remember a lot of this movie. This is Donald Logue, red-headed silver fox. <laughs> yeah, that guy that kind of looks like a country singer. Kind of. Yeah. Why is he on Batman, Wiki? What was he in Batman? He's on the um, TV show. Which one? Gotham? Oh, I didn't watch Gotham. I didn't like Batman. And then to watch a story about pre-Batman was just way too much for me plus it looked really dark i mean batman is very dark of course he is but this is me pre-being open to batman that's true we did convert you in that last season yeah and i still don't think i'll sit down and watch gotham i might watch batwoman that looks i mean it's always good to broaden your horizon with all types of media especially if it's batman to be fair i wouldn't have to search hard to find Batman media to consume, considering who you are. All I gotta do is search in Batman, and it's just kind of there. But if I had to put my finger on it, and I guess this is funny coming so many episodes later, I like Batman, I and I enjoy it. But I don't know if it's something that I'll go to watch independently, without advancing the story. So, like, going back and watching all those old cartoons and those little specials, they serve no purpose for me. No, that's fair. That's fair. I get it. There's a there's a lot of television series on TV that I do... I'll enjoy and watch and acknowledge the entertainment factor. Big Bang Theory and... Uh, Modern Family. Big mm-hmm. examples. They're like, what, 10 plus seasons? Yeah. If it's on TV, I'll watch. I'll chuckle. I won't go back and watch season one. I won't watch the entire thing all over again. We're so different. Yeah. You know, I don't have internet, but it doesn't bother me because I have so many box sets that I can go back and I can be like, today I want to watch this episode of this show. And I can watch exactly what I want, and it's not reliant on TV. It's just upon my whimsy. Yeah, see, I'd never do that. Never do it. To be fair, though, you're that super annoying person who... No, 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 no. No, 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 no. Okay, I'll I'll let you finish, but, you know. So, like, there are certain things I can't talk to you about because... You don't want to let the show go, so you've never finished it. Oh yeah, 100%. I will stop maybe last to second last season 
especially if it starts to decline, because I don't want my last memories to be of a falling show. I want to end on a high. Always. But then it gets really annoying, because I'll know what happened, and you'll I'll, I'll be talking about it, because I know you love the show, too, and you're all just like, yeah, no, I haven't watched that. It's like, what the hell are you talking about? You haven't watched that. The only reason I started watching this show was because you told me to start watching this show. Because it was a great show. First three seasons. I don't know how season four or season five ends because the end of season three was kind of on a eh. So, yeah. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's just like my millennial defect. <laughs> Since we all seem to have them. Some run from bills. I run from ends of series. I'm not like that with book Or with um shows i can let a show go whatever i'll just start it over from the beginning it's like there's this famous meme where it's two pictures and it's a person bawling their eyes out and it's watching the last scene of the office then it's five minutes later and a person's laughing their butts off starting the office all over again right like that's me but with books there is a book series by an author named Penny Vincenzi. And the series is called The Spoils of Time Trilogy. And it follows a family from like 1900 to like the 1980s in England. And I've only gotten halfway through the third book. And then I always close it and put it away. And it's been a good 20 years. You know how it ends? I have no idea how it ends. I'm not ready for it to see, end. See, that bugs me. I don't know why, but in book form, that bugs me. But, but if I'm that were not, a movie or a I TV... I am not ready to let go of these characters. So, so I have reread the first and second, and it's not half. It's like the last six chapters, so like the last hundred pages. Have you end? To be fair, I've read the last page. You're so weird. Yeah. yeah, like, I mean, that's me saying it, like, pot, kettle, you no, know. No, totally, totally. And what's more annoying about people is before I'll read a book, I'll read the last page of the book to see if I want to read the book. That makes no sense to me. I know. It's stupid. And a lot of the times the last book, the last page doesn't even give away anything. It's like a quarter of a page or a half a page. It gives away legitimately nothing. But to be fair, reading the last page did stop me from reading one of the most psychologically damaging books I could have read. So it does help in some ways. But I've never had that problem with TV, and I've especially never had that problem with movies. Now, I'm going to be fair that I haven't seen this movie a lot since... I first I remember loving it dearly, but I haven't watched it a whole bunch. I'm not gonna lie, that is probably the smoothest segue back into the main plot that we've ever had. I thought we were still talking about books and stuff. Anyway, let's go on. Glad I could help. Yeah, that was smooth. I got some talents. The final two stars of this movie are Ben Shankman who will be playing Reese Witherspoon's daughter, and John Hader, who will be playing a librarian who... Napoleon Dynamite. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that guy. But he'll be playing a librarian who is the only other person that can see Elizabeth, which is Reese's character. 
<laughs> Wait up, hold up. Only one who can see her? We'll get to it. Alright then. <laughs> Alright. The tagline. Personally, it's my least favorite we've seen yet. Okay. Feel the connection. I'm not gonna lie, given that uh, this season is romance, this is probably the best tagline for this season. No, I already have my tagline. And it's actually better. But we'll do that later. It's rated PG-13 for some sexual content. Okay, alright. I mean, it's a rom-com, who knows what, yeah. Do you want to cover the money, money? A uh, budget of fifty-eight million dollars and a opening weekend of an abysmal, yeah, sixteen million, abysmal million. Do- <laughs> uh, Domestically, it did not make up the budget. Domestically, it made forty-three million three hundred thirteen thousand. Domestically. It made... Oh, no, we have already said to it. Worldwide, it did double its budget almost at 102854000 In 2005. In 2005, which, if we count for inflation today, would be 146380 Which I think is only about uh, 20-some million off from the last movie we did yeah it's it's basically on par for what we're looking at yeah so and i mean it's a reese witherspoon vehicle in general that is going to bring in a little bit more money because she really was the queen of rom-coms for quite a while she was the highest paid woman in hollywood for good reason yeah Alrighty, we are going to put you in the hot seat okay There's not a lot of questions. Again, my questions, I've just, I don't have the interviewer, I don't have the interviewer flair that you have. So my questions are going to be a little bit more formulaic and they're just going to cover the same stuff. I'm sorry, everybody. I wish I had his flair. I just don't. And unfortunately he can't make the questions for me because he doesn't know what movie we're watching. Oh, I know. We're watching just like heaven. Well, yeah, but he doesn't know the plot of the movie we're watching. So have you seen this before? Just like heaven. No. I don't know. I remember a commercial, but I am sad to admit that 2005, I was a uh, quote-unquote cool guy, so I would not go to see or choose to see a rom-com by myself fair enough yeah so you know fair enough i'll yeah what are you i do know that uh napoleon dynamite's in it Uh reese witherspoon's in it Mm -hmm. the hulk Mm -hmm. um mark ruffalo's in it uh that's really about it there's not a whole bunch of like big names I know there is a scene at a garden. There's a garden scene. I know that. I remember that from the commercial. 
That's what I got. That's what I got. All right. Do you have any predictions? We're going to add a little something on to the predictions here. Because you're not a big fan of the synopsis and how much of the movie it kind of gives away. What we'll do is I'm going to give you three keywords. And from those three keywords, you need to tell me what you believe the movie will be about. Mm, So I get to write my own movie Mm -hmm. based on three key points. Yes. All right. Cool, cool, cool. Let's do it. I like this. I like this. Spirit. Couch. Hospital. What? (laughs) Uh, Spirit Couch Hospital. Spirit Couch Hospital rom-com. Reese Witherspoon, main actress. Mark Ruffalo, main lead? Yeah. Alright. Spirit, spirit, spirit. I'm going to tie the couch to Napoleon Dynamite. He's got something to do with the couch. Okay. All right. Well, I got, I got, I don't know. Okay. Here, here's what I got. Okay. In my head, this is what I'm seeing. All right. Magic couch in an apartment. Okay. Kind of like what we have here going with like, uh, the Keanu Reeves lake house movie. Uh All right. You share a mailbox with another person trapped in time type of thing, but it deals with a couch in one apartment Kind of like a, yeah, exactly that. Like lake house, but with a couch. Sit on the couch, or you're transported, you sleep on the couch. I don't know. Maybe like that. Huh. Like, uh, yeah. Yeah, but, dude, that would be a really good, like, frat movie. Like a college, you know, hand-me-down couch, and you, like... To be fair, I think that movie's been written, and it's called Hot Tub Time Machine. Ah. No. No, because mine's romantic comedy. Okay, so it's Hot Tub Time Machine with a chick? Alright, maybe? <laughs> yeah, you know what? You you gave me three things, and that is really obscure. I got nothing to go on with that. So, <laughs> no. And the worst part is, is they actually do all work together. And I, if I were you and I had... And no idea what the movie was about. Or if I were one of our listeners who had never seen this movie, trying to connect spirit with couch and hospital is like, huh? Yeah, no, that doesn't work. That doesn't work. But they do. So before you get to figure out how they do... We'll ask you one final question. You know what the question is. Our listeners know what the question is. Is the movie going to pass? I say yeah. It's Reese. That that's legitimately that is all my thing. I don't think there's another woman in the cast that we went over, but it's Reese Witherspoon. So yes, it's going to pass. But how can it if we didn't go over any other women in the cast? To be fair, I only covered the top stars. Yeah. No, yeah. I know, but so. I'm just going to say, 
There are Reese Witherspoon in 2005. This is gonna pass. There are at least three women who have names. I will give you that much. Whether the other requirements are met, I don't know. But there are. Well, I know. But there are three women with names. So we'll find out. Okay. So you say it's gonna pass. Now, last time when we watched Clueless, it passed like 16 times. How many times, if it's going to pass, how many times do you think it will? Because now we're not just looking at the importance of passing, but of overall (laughs) representation. uh, You're throwing that back now at me, huh? You know what? I will. You know, Reese Witherspoon was the first movie we did in this uh, for Christmases. It passed on like a huge, substantial. It was leaps, and that was two years before this movie. So I'm thinking it'll pass at least once. I'm aiming for four times, and it will pass in in good merit. It won't be offhanded. It'll be legitimately good like reese will be she'll be the one to figure stuff out and explain it to other people or it'll be a wholesome touching moment regarding family or friends or or something it legitimately keeping in mind that she's a busy doctor it could be something as banal as her giving medical instructions to a nurse exactly Nurse Jenkins or whatever. Yeah, as long as that woman got a name tag on, she's got a name. Exactly. So I think this will pass at least once for sure. I'm thinking four or five times and it'll pass on like smart items. Like, yeah, yeah. Reese will be like, yeah, I'm Dr. Reese and uh, this is what's up. This is the medication you're going to need to cure your cancer. And I'm amazing. I cured cancer. And everyone's going to be like, yeah, you is. You're amazing. Women are amazing and be like confetti from the ceilings. I think that's what's going to happen. I mean, not really, but, you know, I do think this movie will pass on my personal belief on how movies should pass this test. Okay. Okay. So we're going to go watch it. And we invite y'all to watch along with us. Go ahead and pause wherever you're listening and enjoy the movie join us back here before we go i'm going to give you a little treat teaser to look forward to because i do know that you love her and i am not being sarcastic or teasy when i say this i am being genuine reese has her cute short little shoulder length hair in this movie yeah it's perfect yeah let's go watch this movie let's go watch it And we are back from watching Just Like Heaven, and I still love it. I definitely still love it. It holds up. Very much. It's so cute and adorable, and I don't know. For something so improbable, it makes sense. I enjoyed the aspects where she came out of her coma and she didn't know who she was or who he was. Just like she was in the coma and she didn't know who she was. So that I really enjoyed. Yeah, I think it held up. I really, really enjoyed it. I agree. Though I do love Reese Witherspoon. Yeah, 
for the record, I finally picked one that is, in fact, no debate, a winner. Yes. Yes. That was a good movie. That was a good movie. I enjoyed it. It, There's like a few things that I, you know, kind of took me out of it. Like the brother-in-law who kind of just appeared at the end of the movie. Like I watched that movie and I like paid attention because I was told I was going to get quizzed. So, (laughs) So I was watching. That dude did not show up until like the very end when she's playing with her nieces and then he kind of just, like, walks up. Like, I know more about the ex-boyfriend JJ character than I did about the husband up until the last, like, five minutes. Okay. The husband was in the kitchen in the opening of the movie when uh, her sister was talking to her about coming over and the guy that was coming. And her, her the husband was at the table with the girls. I don't feel like that's right, but okay. He he was in the kitchen, and there was like mention his, made of him. Well, yeah, like the sister made out with the ex-boyfriend at her wedding. Yeah, okay, that mentioned him. But I have not seen that man before in my life. And he just appeared in the last five minutes. So, you know. Fair enough, fair enough. So, other than that, what are your initial thoughts after you finish watching it? I mean, it's it's a straight-up feel-good movie. It's serendipitous, 100%. Like, she was supposed... They were supposed to meet up together on the night of the accident, and then she ends up being connected to him somehow. But, like, that connection's so strong that it keeps her from going to the other side and brings her back to life. Like, it's, it's a cute premise. It's a cute premise. It's a... How would I would say it? It's, like, mature, but it still floats on that first date line that, you know, you're, like, young 20s kind of thing. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it's... it's Yeah, it's like, it's like a first date movie. It was sweet, too. Young like, 20s first date movie. Yeah. It had the nice, like, fairy tale, kiss her out of the coma moment which was adorable yeah a little no she was her spirit was there and able to comprehend what was happening so it wasn't icky in any way no um it was clean even when they were you know degrading women it was still uh now even if you haven't overactive sex drive i'm still a doctor i was still saving people it's okay to be that way mm-hmm. so like i like it always reese is always a winner to me so yeah i thought too that okay before any of that we watched i honestly can't remember what movie it was but i had turned to you maybe halfway through a fantasy and I was like at what point did it clue into you that this was a fantasy and you were like something like right now when you just told me (laughs) so 
now that I'm not spoiling anything, and it has been established within the movie, and knowing the predictability, formulaicness of this type of genre, at what point did you realize, if you did realize, that he, that David was the man that Elizabeth was meant to meet for dinner? Honestly, not not until it was mentioned in the movie. Yeah? Because yeah, it, it wasn't really, like, played up that, you know, like, there were subtle hints, like, oh, JJ's her ex-boyfriend, and, you know, his name was John or whatever, like. But that didn't even come out to the very end. Exactly. So, myself, I did figure it out very early on, so that when it was re- when it was revealed, it was more of a, I knew it, kind of a thing. And honestly, the only thing that made me figure it out was that flyer. Why? Because it was so specifically fixated on him. At no point did it go to the realtor itself. It was only fixated on him, which meant that he was meant to be the person that had it. But why would he, just this random guy out looking for apartments, be so special? Yeah, exactly. Clearly he had a connection to her. And then the only connection in my mind that made sense was the missed connection of the night of her accident. Your mind works in uh, mysterious ways. Because I didn't have that. No, I just connect dots. If something doesn't make sense to me, I connect dots. And I'm not saying that the fact that you didn't is in any way wrong. It's just... I mean, there are massive spoilers for other things that people have figured out first episode that I sat there, you know, being like, oh my gosh, really? A prime example is The Good Place. Um... My ex, his brother, called it on the very first episode. He's like, oh, they're in the bad place. I didn't get it until they revealed this is the bad place. So I don't get some things. If I'm not specifically led into them, but I felt like this was a bit of a lead-in. Okay, next question. Spirit. Couch. Hospital. Yeah. Yeah. I still think my movie would have been pretty awesome. And I don't think it was Hot Tub Time Machine, so, you know. A little-ish. It was like couch time machine. Not time machine, like more of a mailbox type of situation. The mailbox like the was time a time-traveling mailbox. Okay, well, maybe not like like that, but like maybe when they both sat on the couch, they could both talk to each other, you know? Like the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Like that, you know? Not like he's traveling through time, but if they both sat on the couch, they could commune. Anyways, what was the question? Do you get it now? Yeah, yeah, of course I do, but could have been better. (laughs) It wasn't whether your movie prediction worked, it was whether those three obscure words now make sense throughout the overall theme of the movie because it was hard to come up with those three words and then i was like couch couch but it the couch is the reason why he chose that apartment so must have been a really comfy couch i think it was more to do what can i sink into in my lovely depression and you do that on a comfy couch Alrighty. <sighs> i've never read the book i Honestly, I can't tell what they've changed or anything like that. To me, even though it was completely improbable, 
it was satisfyingly resolved. What are your what are your thoughts on the way they resolved the improbability of the living spirit? I feel like it was tied up in a nice hour and a half little bow. I think there's a lot of stuff there that could have been explored a little bit more, like that librarian, Napoleon, who could see her. Or could, could sense her. Could I, sense her. Yes, I had but gotten that then, wrong. I'm sorry. When when he uh, when he sees her on the street, he knows it's her. Yeah. So like, I feel like there's there was like a lot, maybe in book to movie, but in the book, maybe there's more of that character, and uh, Ruffalo kind of like picks this all together and does it himself. Which kind of, like, I don't believe would happen. You know, if he's in, like, a deep, dark depression from his wife passing. And all of a sudden, over the course of a month, he completely falls. No, I don't think within that month, honestly, did he say, I love you? Within that month? He said it to the ghost. So, within a month. Because he was on a month-to-month lease, and then at the end of the movie, they only rented it for one month. Okay. It's rushy, for sure. His wife had been passed for two years, and, I mean, there's no way to tell how each person is going to move on and and how that's going to look for them. Um, I never got the impression as I was watching it any time, despite what they may say, because people say things in high emotional moments, like when you think they're going to die. Exactly. I think maybe he loved her not for what she did for him. Yeah. I think it was more. This is the first time he's felt alive. Yeah, and he even said that on the edge of the the bed. Yeah, like, she... I thought you were dead. It was really me. Yeah. You helped me. I'm gonna do this for you. She was the very first thing that brought him back to want to live. And they were clearly meant to be together. Like, this is a serendipitous thing. That... Beyond itself. Those are movies. People can do whatever they want in movies. I will tell you that I know a woman who went from meeting to engaged within a month and within married within three. So, and they've been married for like 15 years now. So it does happen. I'm not discounting that it does happen. I'm just saying it's an improbable situation. It is. It is definitely improbable. But improbable is not impossible. I never said it was. I'm just saying. Highly improbable. But then that too goes back to what you were saying while we were watching. And he'd taken that picture. You're like, oh, that's so creepy. And in my mind, I had already logicked out exactly why he did it. So it wasn't creepy to me. It was sad. It was heartbreaking that he'd taken this picture because in my mind, 
I'm thinking, here's this man. He's lost his wife. And now he's finally feeling alive again. And he's going to lose her too. And even worse, he's got no physical memories with her other than her spirit. He's got no touch to go back on. He's got no watching the sunrises or watching the sunsets. All he'll have to remember that this person even existed within his life is a picture. I just thought it was really sad. I didn't think it was creepy. I thought it was yeah, sad. Yeah, when you put it like that, it's depressing. Yeah. And then the pure romanticism of building her the garden. I can't. I was just. It was breathtaking. Not the garden. The thought. The action. Yeah. It's just. If I had somebody in my life who their only goal was to see me happy, I would never let them go. That is the dream. Moving on. Did it pass? It did. Like within the first scene. Yes, I told you it would. But you know what I think the thing is, is they got it. It didn't pass a whole, whole, whole bunch of times. No. It passed a couple times. Maybe three but they got it out of the way so quickly because realistically 90% of the movie is Reese and Mark. Yes. And one of them is invisible. So And one of them is a man. <laughs> yeah. But it was it did pass. It did give lot like there were so many women in it. Yeah, and it like I said and it every woman had a name intelligently. Yeah. It did. Every woman had a name, every woman had a role. And not just like a mom or a wife, but like a valuable yeah, nurse, doctor, you know, best friend, whatever. I mean, like certainly I said, her sister was a mom and a wife. Yeah. But. But it wasn't every single woman in the movie being represented in the exact same yeah. way. And it was it a wasn't... woman being chosen over a man for one position. Not to mention also. It wasn't that she's a wife or a mom. It's that she was a sister. Yeah. That was the role. Yeah, she was that also was a wife and a mom. But yeah. the role that was portrayed and the connection was sister. Guardian. Like, yes. protector. Older sister. Yeah. The way I saw it was, like, Elizabeth has two people in her life that are there... To make sure she takes care of herself, make sure she's happy, and that she doesn't sacrifice everything. And I think the first half of her life, that was definitely her sister. And then they lead you into understanding that her next life, her her rebirth, so to speak, her protector, is now going to be David. Not that she needs a protector, but like... Every, every person needs that partner to... Yeah. You always need a rock to weather the storm. Exactly. You know, a, a, a woman needs her partner, because I'm not going to say her husband, because not every woman ends up with a man. So a woman needs her partner to provide emotional support and to provide physical support, to provide... Just their presence. A man needs his partner to provide, I would assume, 
emotional support and physical support and just to be there. Like, men and women are in no way different. You know, I like your sentiment, and that's exactly... The only thing I was going to correct you on was that at the beginning, it started with a woman needs. Now, everyone needs. Whether it be a partner, platonic friend... Who says your platonic friend can't be a partner? Partner is putting... I'm not saying romantically necessarily. Because her sister wasn't romantic. Your partner is that person that you can count on no matter what. It doesn't have to be a romantic situation. Perfect. I agree 100% then. You and I aren't romantic and I go to you. You're literally my rock. True that. So... Yeah. Anyways, that covers the catch-up. Now we're going to see how well you paid attention. Okay. Reese Witherspoon wore a black suit with a red undershirt. Yeah. Short blonde hair. Katrina. Green eyes. Who's Katrina? Oh. The, um... The neighbor. Yeah. Yes, yes. She has a tattoo that says something in three different languages. What does it say? Park here. Ah! No! All aboard. I was close. <laughs> I was close. <laughs> when looking at important at apartments, what is the most important thing for David? Uh, the couch. The couch. At the onset of the movie, David is in a depression where he drinks beer and watches TV. Why? Dead wife. Aneurysm. What does Elizabeth look at to remember her name? What does Elizabeth look at to remember her name? What does she look at to remember her name? You know? What is it? It's the cup. The cup. <laughs> oh my goodness. Guest appearance. It is the cup. <laughs> I'd like to phone a friend. <laughs> what restaurant did Elizabeth always want to eat in? The Italian one. But what was it called? Fancy writing. I don't know. Mm, no, it's actually a pretty Canadian name. Yeah, I really don't know. I remember the scene. I remember the fancy white banner, white carpet banner thing with like the gold writing and blue. All right, I will give you two hints, and they will hopefully lead you into the correct answer. The beaver. No. Large animal, antlers, Midge's boyfriend. Midge? Who's Midge? In Archie Comics. Who's Midge? The answer is Moose, you're correct. It was Moose's. And Moose Mason... She's Midge Mantle, or not Midge Mantle, it's Reggie Mantle. But it's definitely Moose Mason. He was a football player, he was bald, he was like the big... And I'm not no. talking like, although he does appear in Riverdale, I am talking original... Comics, yeah. Archie Comics, yes. No, no idea who the Moose is. New tagline? You know, I was gonna go with something kind of like, uh synopsy like uh she shows him how to live again he seals her corpse something like that you know like 
I mean, I'm sure if we paused this and, you know, got Neil to cut out a bunch of dead space, I'd come up with something really pristine. But I'm leaning towards a two-parter tagline. Yeah, she shows him to live again. And then uh, something along, he repays the favor or something like that, you know? But, like, he repays the favor, we gotta, like, spruce that up a bit. But that's that's kind of where I'm going with that. Yeah. I think I just don't like taglines at all. Mine's fabulous. It's really fabulous. I love it. You're gonna hate it. Everybody's gonna hate it. I love it. It took losing who they were to find who they were. Yeah, I don't like that. Maybe I just don't like taglines. <laughs> Honestly, it's probably still really bad. But I like it. No, no, I don't. I don't. I don't. Sorry. I you just, don't I don't like quit that. Quit apologizing. I openly said I like it, but it's probably really bad. Well, it is. It's, it's, it's. In your opinion. What did they lose? It took, it took losing them to lose. It like, took almost losing themselves to find themselves. First of all, she almost lost her life and he lost his desire to do anything. Maybe it's just taglines. Might be. I think mine's pretty good, though. Yours wasn't even a tagline. It was just a bunch of stuff you could put into a tagline. Yeah, yeah, because it's like the beginning of So why of would a... you like yours better? Yours was a stream of conscious thought with no actual answer. Because the building blocks are there. We just gotta put them together. The building blocks are the... <clears throat> All right, we're now going to move on to stuff you already know about a movie you probably already love. The first one, which we're seeing a recurring theme of this sort of thing happening over and over throughout what we've done. The producers bought the rights to the novel without having read the original French book. I didn't even know there was a book. I didn't even know it was French. And, like, literally all they got was a proposal with a rough outline to the story. They purchased the rights to the novel with only a rough outline. And the novel, what was it called? Like, If Only It Were True or yeah. something like that? Yeah. Yeah. Or If It Were True. If It Were True, yeah. Which makes it sound like the whole thing is like a fever dream. I much prefer Just Like Heaven. It's just like they redid Sex and the City. Like they're, they've got a new season of Sex and the City. But because Sex and the City's over, they can't call it Sex and the City. So they called it. And just like that. And just like that, yes. It's also sad that you got that before I did. I think I saw a commercial on Prime or something just recently. I mean, honestly, it looks good. But I'm pretty sure Sex and the City was meant to be left in... The archaic times of the 90s? Yeah. Yeah. It was 2000s, but... I don't know. The way they talk about men in that show, and I know was, the audience is women of a certain demographic, but the way they degrade not only men, but cultures... And women, too? Like, yep. 
there the LGBTQ plus representation was very stereotyped. I should mention since we're talking about Sex and the City, the Maitre D at Mooses was Willie Garson. He is also very well known as what was his name? Mosby? Mosby? Moz in uh, White Collar? In White Collar, yeah. yeah. He unfortunately um, lost his fight with cancer this last year and oh. has moved on. That's sad. So, rest in peace, the late, great Lily Garson. Rest in eternal glory, Betty White. I was talking about her passing with one of my friends and I said straight up, I was like, honestly, I think I am sadder that Betty White died than I would be if the queen died. I think it's more sad that it was like, what, 10 days away from her 100th birthday and all she wanted to do was hit 100. It was the last freaking day of 2020. Yeah. The whole thing was just like. I'm not going to end tonight's episode, this week's episode, with a corny joke. Although I do have one prepared. Are you doing that in honor of Betty White? I'm going to share an iconic Betty White quote. Oh, okay, okay. Cool, 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 cool. Mm-hmm. All right, well, we'll move back to the trivia. Trivias, yes. Um, I don't know if this one's in bad taste, given what we just talked about, but... Mark Ruffalo had a terrible audition for this movie. Um, And he ended it by jumping out of a window. Yeah. He did land on a catwalk, like, right there. But it really freaked out everyone. So here's the question, though. Did he know? Yeah! Did he know there was going to be a catwalk there? I mean, he must have. Yeah, I'm I'm going to say this was an elaborate... Prank. Yeah, one doesn't just like over dramatically jump out a window because they had a bad take. That's a little extra. Yeah. Also, what was the director or audition manager being like? Yeah, maybe we should give this part to him to avoid all of this in the future. Like, <laughs> this, uh, this seems, you know, off. So this, you're right. You're right. You're very right. I'll give you that. Cut out this of that. Um, number three is co-screenwriter, because she did share with a man and with the author. I don't know why I'm saying, oh man, it's not like that. She shared with another person. That other person happened to be male. Yeah, sometimes I wonder about your uh, stance on men. Yeah, I have absolutely nothing against men. I want to see more representation of women, of Of course. course. We all want to see more representation of different things. I literally, I love men. I have nothing against men whatsoever. I don't know why I came out with that. (laughs) Co-screenwriter Leslie Dixon, who, although I'm just like, she's written every movie I love in the world, she does share writing credits with other people in different projects. Sometimes she doesn't, sometimes she does. It just is what it is. But either ways, co-screenwriter Leslie Dixon 
actually suggested the apartment that she used to live in as the apartment that they used. She is also the one that suggested John Heater for the role of Daryl. Both decisions were taken. That apartment? Was real. It wasn't a set. Oh, interesting. And those streets were real San Franciscan streets. Like oh, they, yeah. um, even the cable car. Do you remember that scene where they're running from the one apartment across the street to look at the sublet? Yes. And the real estate agent has to follow him. And there's like literally a tram coming at her. And she's that poor actress had to run in heels over train tracks with a tram coming at her. That's scary. Yes. So not only is the tram and the apartment real, but even the video of the wedding that uh, David watches when he's in the apartment at the very beginning is also real. It's actually a video of one of the um, film crew, like one of the assistants, that has a video of their wedding. And yeah. So, there's a lot of reality in their movie. There is. Which I think is kind of neat. Like, it makes it seem real, obviously. Durr. But, obviously, you know what I mean. So, for number five... I've already mentioned that the French original title of the novel was, what was it again? Oh, we literally said this like two minutes ago. I know. It was, if it could happen or. If only it were true. Yeah, something like that. And the English movie is titled Just Like Heaven. There is one more title included in this list. I'm sure there are plenty more, but the one I've included is my favorite. It is the Russian title. The translated Russian title, I assume? Obviously. Okay. Between the Sky and Earth. I mean, it's just completely literal. Yeah, but that opens up way more than all the other ones. I like it. I mean, if, if if only it were true or whatever, makes it seem like it's a hallucination dream. Just like heaven means that it's perfect. Between the sky and earth is like See, real I don't I don't think of me. just like heaven as it's perfect. I think of just like heaven as it's just like you're dead, but you're not. Uh, see, now I'm taking heaven as, like, some place you want to be, so it's practically perfect. That's not how And I'm assuming, it. like, we talking, like, love. Yeah. You know, that love is just like heaven. That love is practically perfect. Of course Destined. that love was just like heaven. She was a spirit for 90% of it. I thought we said no corny jokes. <laughs> Sorry. ask you something. Uh-huh. After the release of Napoleon Dynamite, did you hear that John Heater died? What? It's a big thing. Everybody thought that John Heater was dead as soon as I heard it. 
Napoleon Dynamite came out. He got really popular. A lot of people made fun of him because he looked like he looked, but he had a really hot girlfriend or a really hot wife or something, and it didn't translate for them because back then people are just evil. Yeah, now you got that guy with the Kardashian and, like, six other really, really hot ladies. I don't know who that guy is. I know he's on SNL. And he's got a Staten Island movie? Yeah, um... What's his it? Name? Like, Ducky, or...? No, it's Trevor... Oh, gosh, I can't remember. He was with Ariana Grande, too. He was, for quite a while, and then he... She left him for Mike, the guy uh-huh. who went... Yeah. And I keep wanting to say Travis Barker, but that's... The other Kardashian. other Kardashian sister, yeah. Yeah. See, admittedly, if it has Kardashian anywhere in the headline, I immediately scroll past it. Oh, I love the Kardashians. Yeah, to each their own. Anyways. I find it really satisfying that people with that much money, with, with the exception of like divorces and infidelities and all that stuff, yes, those are real dramas, heartbreaking. But I find it really calming as a real person struggling with real problems, you know, rent, car breaking down, all of those things that happens to real people. And then they have to scramble to be like, okay, let's figure this out. I got a lot of comfort in the fact that those billionaires and millionaires because whether Kylie is or not, Kim is legitimately proven a millionaire or a billionaire. Either way, I got a lot of pleasure out of those guys trying to pretend they had legitimate problems in life. Like, my ex, like, he hangs around a lot and we're really good friends. And my kids have totally met my boyfriend. They hang out with him all the time. But my ex, like, introduced my kids to his girlfriend, and he shouldn't have done that. Like, those were their problems. And while situations like that are legitimately real problems, there, you know, there are separated families who now have to work in bringing new partners in with their children, and how does that look like? But that just wasn't what that situation was really about it was more about a control which is why i used it as an example uh, okay okay mm-hmm. it needs to me again it has kardashian in it i just scroll right past that I, I don't like the real housewives i don't like you know below deck or anything like that really the kardashians were like that one hour of TV a week that you could just fall into it and be completely absorbed in superficiality. I guess everyone has that one guilty pleasure, if you will. And I most definitely do not watch any of The Bachelors, so. But if you've seen The Good Place, all that means is I'm not going to The Bad Place. Right, right, right. Um, Anyways, how did that uh, segue into the Kardashians and uh, 
that ugly dude who dated Ariana Grande it all came out to deal with um, Napoleon. Because there was a big rumor after Napoleon Dynamite that John Heater had died. Okay. And it stuck. Even though he was alive, even though he could prove he was alive, it stuck. Until this movie came out and he was obviously alive. It's like, oh, okay, he didn't die. Maybe we should call it the heater effect instead of the Mandela effect. Nah. Mandela deserves that. I know. And I don't care what anybody says. I'm pretty sure that when I'm a kid, Nelson Mandela died and there was a big funeral for him on the TV. Yeah, the Mandela effect is pretty pretty strong with people. Okay. So, I included this little piece of trivia... Because we've included the little piece of trivia about Dolby with the Batman series. IMAX with Batman. So for those who really enjoy just film information, not directly towards the movie itself, but are film enthusiasts in and of themselves... This was the first feature film to use the Panavision Panaflex Millennium XL2 camera. The upgraded version of the Millennium XL. You know, I could see that. I I saw the grain textures of this film. It was definitely an upgrade. (laughs) I don't know if I did or not. I know in the last episode we watched... And clueless, I had said to you, and just as they were, as Christian was coming into the room for his first interaction, and you could see all the makeup they had caked all over his face, and then you could see how how much they had not blended Alicia Silverstone's makeup. And I turned to you and I said, "Wow, movies like that were just not made to be seen on the big screen." Mm-hmm. You know, it's funny because like if you look at a lot of like. 90s movies they all had a certain hue to them and mm-hmm. i'm pretty sure like if you actually go back it's the camera because then Probably. like mid yeah 2005 and on you get more realistic captures of colors and less of that orange, not orange is it haze? 2005 and on when people stopped using film and started using digital though more or less yeah like it's still a camera Yeah, but but there's a difference in the quality. Like, if you even just look at old, old shows that were filmed on actual film and not digital, like, they can't even be made into Blu-rays. They can, but it doesn't look good. I think, I mean, just uh, completely tangent, um, there's a comparison right now going around the internet between the original Cinderella on VHS that got copied to... I don't know, digital, however they happen to do that. And then they have, like, the new Disney Plus remastered edition. The, the, and, the digitally remastered? Yeah, the digitally remastered. And they go shot by shot. And in, like, a lot of the scenes, details are missed because of, uh, I don't know how long it's been since you watched the movie, but the blue dress at the end, or the one she wears when she runs away, she also has blue gloves. And whenever she, like, on the digital remastered, whenever she brushes her blue gloves 
onto the dress, she loses her hands. All the details gone. Well, another good example of film just changing the color of things is Jackie Kennedy's inauguration outfit. Pink. Blue, but it photographed white. Or white, but it photographed blue. Oh, is this one of those, what color is this dress? Yeah, except for everybody in the world thought it was this one color because that's how it came out on the film. And then the actual dress is in the Smithsonian. Uh, And it's the true color. Which I think is neat. Yeah, you always see those on the internet. Like, oh, if you're left-brained or right-brained, you hear one word, you hear another word. Or Mm -hmm. depending on how many cones in your eyes you'll see one shade of red and 90% of the world will see the other shade are you an evolved human do you have dimples you know what else I was thinking about is do you remember being like 15 years ago when they had released a preview for a new digitally remastered version of Disney and they'd be like Get it soon, because it's going back into the Disney vault and it won't be released for 50 more years. Well, I would like to tell the Disney vault about a little something called Disney Plus. It was all a ploy. Marketing. They they are really good at marketing. They are. Gotta get those kids to pester those parents to buy them more toys that they do not need. I am not a pessimist. It just really comes off like I don't like when anybody targets a specific group or population. Demograph? Thank you. And Disney does that. Yeah. And I don't like it. It's it's icky to me. I agree. Just in and of itself, that whole thing... Maybe at one point we'll be watch um, that becoming Mrs. Potter movie. No, yeah. not is that no, what it's um, called? Puppets. Yeah. Either way, we'll watch that because it 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 shines a light on it some shines of the a light on Disney. Yes. It does. Yeah. All right. Any the last... very final piece of information will come from you. Yes, okay. Um, Two actors in this movie go on to get featured in multiple Marvel Cinematic Universe movies. Oh, really? Yeah. We have uh, Mark Ruffalo as the Hulk in The Avengers and Onwards, and a couple TV shows and voices and stuff. I didn't know that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no. No, Because this segment's not called Stuff You Already Knew. No. That's a big news to me. Actually, this is what's big news to me. The next one. Donald Logue starred as Quinn in Blade, the first black superhero movie, and uh, Mac in Ghost Rider. Now, here is where I'm going to say I didn't know that. Not that I didn't know he wasn't in the movies. I didn't know they were MC. I did not know they were Marvel. Yes. Like, Ghost Rider, I might have cognizantly knew. But I thought Blade was a vampire fighter. 
He is. How is that a super... He's half vampire. He's a chosen one. Daywalker. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so... We're gonna put this out there just because we are. I've never seen Blade or any of its iterations because I don't like Wesley Snipes. Actually, I didn't like Wesley Snipes. I had a preconceived opinion of him and therefore didn't go in and watch any of the movies. Uh Uh-huh. I'm willing to say it was preconceived. It, It was Wesley Snipes, right? He's in Blade, yes. He's Blade. I knew it was Wesley Snipes. You're sitting here looking at me funny, and I'm sitting like, I'm thinking, it wasn't actually Eddie Murphy. No, it was definitely Wesley Snipes. I just don't know what your preconceived things are, because we do this live and uncut. So I have no idea what you're talking about. Like, he evaded taxes. No. And he's a method actor. I was raised within an environment where there were a lot of microaggressions. And those microaggressions would be repeated by myself until I realized that they were what they were. Oh, okay. And and how to form my own opinions. Makes sense, makes sense. Yes. Alright. So. So we're done. We are. On our next episode, so before we head to our joke and everything... Our next episode is going to be, do we want to do another Supernatural or do we want to go classic? I like how you ask me like I know which, well, either it, of the d- titles. Yeah, is. just choose which subgenre you'd want to watch, a classic or another Supernatural. How many films do we have left? Four. Oh. I'll do a classic. Next week, join us as we watch... Dirty dancing. And no one puts baby in a corner. Please don't, because now I'll have Eminem in my head all night. Really? Nobody puts baby in a corner. I'm only trying to warn you. Nope. Oh! My heart is breaking. So join us next time for Dirty Dancing. Alright. And I'm going to have to do the corny joke. Because I can't do the quote. I have an audience. What do ghosts do to avoid dying in car crashes? They buckle their sheet belts. I love these bad jokes so much. No, bad jokes is bad jokes. I don't get it. Like ghosts wear sheets over their heads? Oh, never mind. That makes sense. (laughs) I see because it's not funny. It's funny because I didn't get it. Okay, and we is out. Bye!